and welcome to today's episode of the Beauté Industry Podcast, your online support community for the professional beauty industry, connecting you with educational pieces, innovative industry products and inspiration from industry experts. I am your host, founding director of Beauté Industry, Tamara Shaw. Our guest today comes from an industry magazine which you should be familiar with, Spa and Clinic. Nadine DeLong, editor for the brand, has extensive experience in the cosmetic beauty industry. Having worked as a beauty editor for several publications, as well as assistant manager for one of Sydney's leading plastic surgery clinics, Nadine understands both sides of the industry and thrives on bringing her vision and ideas to the Sparring Clinic magazine. Nadine shares with us how she landed her dream job, what life looks like as a magazine editor, and provides us insight into what Spa and Clinic has in store for the future. From Spa and Clinic, today we welcome Nadine DeLong. Thank you so much, Nadine, for joining us today on the podcast. Thanks, Tamara, for having me. Absolute pleasure. Firstly, congratulations. Uh, You have recently celebrated your one-year anniversary in the role of editor, um, as editor, I should say, for Sparring Clinic. Yes, thank you. I know. I can't believe it's already been a year. (laughs) What has your first year with the magazine looked like? It's been such a whirlwind. Um, Yeah, as I said, I can't believe it's already been one year. Um, It was quite daunting, to be honest, to step into the role. I didn't quite know what to expect. Um, I was pretty busy just trying to bring my vision to the magazine and really um, rebrand it, if you you will. So we, we brought, you know, new ideas to the magazine and we changed the look of it slightly and that took up a lot of my time. I feel like the content is fresher and um, I really try to make the reading experience just a bit more enjoyable for the reader because it is a B2B magazine which a lot of the time is you know very sort of clinical and based on facts and I just wanted to make it feel a bit more modern and fresh and that's what we did. And then I also spend a lot of time um, just creating a team that I can trust and um, working with them on a website relaunch because digital is so important too. So basically we kind of almost started from scratch I would say but now after one year I feel like we're at a point where we can sort of just slip into our routine and really focus on the finer details. Wow what a busy year. (laughs) That is huge. So you've done rebranding, website relaunch and finding your feet as new editor and creating a whole team. You've been a busy lady. Yeah, I would say so. But yeah, it's been fun at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. I can imagine. Um, Talk us through your career from being an assistant manager um, in a clinic to now editor of an industry magazine. Sure. Um, So it kind of all just fell into place for me. So there was a lot of hard work involved too. But what happened was that a friend of mine, um, she's the wife of Dr. Warwick Nettle, who's the owner of Silkwood Medical, a very renowned plastic surgery clinic in Bondi Junction here in Sydney. And she needed help at the clinic um, just with a few admin things. And so she asked me if I could help out for a few weeks. And what was supposed to be a few weeks turned into three years. So um, I ended up being the assistant manager and basically taking care of their entire marketing. So I created their social media 
media content. I help build a new website um, for them as well and just writing blog posts and the weekly newsletter. And of course, I learned a lot about how practices run and the medi cosmetic industry as such and um, how treatments work. And um, at the same time, so I did that part time. And at the same time, I was the beauty editor for SheSet.com. Um, which is a great women's lifestyle website. Um, and I'd always been a writer. And so that was sort of what I wanted to do. But I enjoyed both jobs at the same time. And then after a few years, um, the job at Spine Clinic um, was on offer. And I read the job description and I just thought, wow, that's basically me because I, I have the knowledge about the industry and I'm a writer. So I'll just apply. And yeah, that's, that's how I got the job. And here we are today. So all of that experience being assistant manager and still having your foot in writing and creative at the same time, that certainly would have given you a real helping hand into wanting to apply for Sparring Clinic specifically in terms of a magazine, I'm assuming. Yeah, exactly. Um, I didn't even know that there was a job like this available pretty much. When I read the description, I just thought, oh, this is heaven sent. So yeah, <laughs> it was meant to be. And cast your eye back a few years ago when you very first started um, to write, what made you want to pursue print and writing and editing? Um, I loved reading fashion magazines. Even when I was quite young, I think I read um, or I bought my first Vogue magazine when I was 10 or 11, which is quite young. Um, and I loved it. And from then on, I just bought tons of fashion magazines, which obviously always include beauty as well. And it became kind of my hobby and I collect them and I still have the huge collection somewhere at home um, in Germany. So I'm from Berlin originally, um, in case you can't tell from my accent, <laughs> but um so that's how my passion for magazines just started. And because I loved reading them so much, um, yeah, it was quite natural that I wanted to become a writer and a fashion journalist. And um, I started my own fashion blog when I was 17. And that got me a lot of freelance work after a while. And um, then I did tons of internships at fashion magazines and slowly transitioned from fashion into beauty. And then, as I said, became the beauty editor for She Said. And yeah, that's how I'm here now. Amazing. So it sounds like you have achieved your dream job and I'm sure many people are listening to this think that a beauty editor or an editor, sorry, of a magazine sounds like a dream job. Um, And I can imagine people are thinking along the lines of free facials, desks full of products and, (laughs) uh, you know, invites to events every other day um, is mainly what the kind of role looks like. (laughs) What does an actual day in the life of a magazine editor look like? Yes. So especially because I obviously only share the good glamorous things on Instagram, my friends constantly ask me, so what's your job and when do you actually work? But um, yeah, it's it's not just events and facials, um, although that is part of it, but more on that later. So an average day for me is just sitting in front of my computer at the office, um, tons of emails. So I usually get in around 8.30 and just um, check all my emails, respond to emails. Then I try and quickly have a look at what's happening, um, you know, read the news and check all the beauty websites and blogs. And then, yeah, a lot of brainstorming sessions with my team, just creating content, writing articles, reaching out to contributors, 
Um, yeah, so basically it's a lot of typing. That's how you can sum it up. <laughs> um, but then also, of course, I get to go to product launches and beautiful events and I get to um, try new facials or new beauty treatments. And that's a huge perk of, of the job. And I'm very aware of that and I'm very grateful for that. So it is part of the job. But I guess a lot of people think that I go and have a facial and just relax, but it's different to a consumer walking into a spa and getting a facial. I'm always thinking about, okay, what do I need to remember? What do I need to ask so that I have all the details so that I can write about it afterwards? So it is still work, but of course, it's nice to be able to do all these things. It's a glamorous hard job, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so Sparring Clinic isn't a new magazine, however... It wasn't always named Sparring Clinic. It was known as Spa Australasia. Um, when and why did this name change come into light? I think it was around 2003. Obviously, I wasn't involved with the brand back then. But, um, yeah, it, it changed its name from Spa Australasia to Sparring Clinic. And I think the reason is because the more clinic clinical treatments, the more invasive treatments became much more popular and there was no stigma anymore as such. People were open-minded and talked about it. And I'm sure we can all remember the very obvious boob jobs that celebrities got in the late <laughs> 90s and the early 2000s. And plastic surgery was such a big topic back then and still is now. And people are more open to talk about it now. And so the magazine wasn't only about the, the more fluffy treatments, if you, treatments, if you will. It was more about the clinical treatments, the more invasive things like injectables and laser treatments and minor surgery. So, you know, in order to really target that, uh, those readers, we changed the name to Fine um, Clinic. Amazing. And do you feel like that's been an apt name for, for the magazine since? Yeah, I think it's um, it's just a nice representation of what we write about. So obviously there are so many aspects of the magazine. Um, wellness is a huge one. So we often joke that we could name it Spa and Clinic and Wellness because wellness has become such a big trend. But um, Spa kind of encompasses that. And Clinic, you know, targets all the, the doctors, the plastic surgeons, the dermatologists, the more the dermal clinicians, um, the more invasive procedures. So, yeah, it's both sides of the industry. Absolutely. And so recently, um, particularly in, in Australia, we've seen the closure of iconic magazine Cosmopolitan. Um, mm -hmm. How important is it for you as a print medium to stay relevant and also connect with your audience in today's age, which is so digital? It is. And I was so sad to hear about Cosmo closing. As I said, I love print magazines and I'm actually one of those people that still buys print magazines almost every week it's one of my favorite things to do <laughs> to actually hold a magazine in my hands and read it but I understand that the majority of people just love digital and I guess it's enough for them to get their news from a website and social media and they don't really I guess feel the need for a print magazine anymore and as sad as that is I you know I understand it and I accept it but yeah, that's why it's so important for any brand, but especially for a print magazine like Spine Clinic, to also have a website and also have social media accounts that are updated on a daily basis. 
Um, so we, we just stay in touch with our reader. I mean, the good thing is being a B2B magazine, it's a little bit different to a consumer magazine. Um, we're not a newsstand magazine, so we don't really have to worry too much about our sales. You know, we have subscribers that get our magazine delivered and our subscribers are very loyal. And I feel like they really appreciate receiving the print magazine every three months. So it's a little bit different. It's not quite as daunting for us as it is for a lot of other magazines. But yeah, digital is huge and it's so important. And um, it's, I think it's almost as important as our print magazine to have our website and our social media. And we have a brilliant online editor who creates new content on a daily basis for it. And that's how we keep in touch with our newsletters and our social media and our websites. And I think our readers appreciate that. Aspiring Clinic magazine has multiple sections to create each issue. For example, you've got your business side, education, medispa, trending and wellness, as you briefly touched base on. Do Mm. you ever feel like there's so much content to fit into one magazine as our industry is just constantly evolving? Yeah, I do. But I think that's a really great thing. So I'm, I'm never, I don't feel overwhelmed by it because I think that's one of the really great things about my job that it's always changing. There's always something new and whatever we can't fit into the magazine or whatever would be outdated by the time we publish just goes onto our website. So that's the great, you know, part of having a website and a print magazine. We can cover so much and, you know, we, we publish articles every day online. So um, while the industry is always changing and it sometimes feels like you can't keep up, at the same time, we just have this outlet that we can use to really inform our readers about all aspects. Of, of the industry so I'm quite happy about the fact that it's so diverse and, and it's always changing and, and that there are so many things happening yeah I love it yeah I think in print and um, online there's no such thing as too much content right <laughs> exactly yeah exactly the more you write and the more you upload the more your readers love you I feel <laughs> <laughs> and what are some of your favorite industry trends at the moment um, I really like the fact that I think a lot of practitioners and clinics and patients um, are going back to a more natural approach. So both when it comes to ingredients and skincare or um, treatments, but also when it comes to um, aesthetics. So I think we're done with, you know, putting way too much anti-wrinkle or filler um, into our faces. We're done with that overdone look and people want to look natural and really just enhance their facial features. But they don't want to look overdone. So that's a really, a really good trend, I think. Um, and then also, I think the fact that people are wanting a more holistic approach to beauty and a lot of clinics are offering that now. So instead of just offering, say, facials and laser treatments, a lot of wellness um, spas and, and clinics now have nutritionists on board or they have yoga classes or um, you know, other doctors that really get to the bottom of things and, and really try and help their patients in every way possible. So that's really interesting. Um, but it's definitely a great trend to be more holistic about everything you do. Yeah, absolutely. I guess in the past it was um, there were there were kind of specialists of one thing. So you kind of specialized in massage your body or you specialized in facial. And I think now a lot of clinics, spas, day spas, salons, all of it, everyone's kind to have that kind of multifaceted treatment, full body approach. Yeah. And I think the consumer is more educated about everything too. So people just, they're more aware of what's out there and what's available and what they can do to feel better and look better. 
Amazing. And so I want to finish off today by asking if somebody was listening to this podcast and they are thinking that being an editor of a magazine is exactly where their life is destined to go, (laughs) um, how would they go about doing so? Um, I would say just start writing. So you definitely need to just write and write a lot and get the experience. And if you can't get a job, then just start your own blog. I mean, the great thing about social media and the internet in general in general nowadays is that anybody can do it really. Just start your own blog, start writing about the things that matter to you and that interest you, and then reach out to editors and smaller publications and maybe offer some free contributing articles. And once your name's published a few times, then you have a portfolio that you can really use for applications, you know, for maybe a few bigger publications. But yeah, just... um, just writing and building sort of your building up your portfolio is a really great way to start. And then also taking care of your social media accounts. So obviously if you just want to use it for a private life, you can have that, but also create a professional social media account on Instagram and on Facebook and upload your work there and just really treat it like your own brand. Cause that's what everything is about nowadays, you know, your own brand. So yeah, um, it's, it's a lot of work, but I think if you really want it, you can definitely do it. Amazing. And um, a surprise question for you um, that I haven't briefed you on, but I'm just wondering, what does 2019 look like for yourself and for Spiring Clinic? Oh, right. Well, it's definitely going to be exciting because we're actually putting on our very first event. Um, It's going to be the Beauty and Spa Insiders on May 27. And um, we're joining Professional Beauty, which is one of our sister publications, and it's going to be a B2B event that's going to be really exciting. I can't say much more at this stage, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, very excited about that. Um, it's currently in the works and, you know, a lot is happening and we'll definitely be able to tell you all about it at the start of next year. Incredible. I am so excited. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah, I'm really excited too. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Nadine, for joining us on the podcast and sharing all your wise words of wisdom about (laughs) editing and um, magazine writing and all of your career in between. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Beauty Industry Podcast with editor of Spiring Clinic magazine, Nadine DeLong. If you have found this episode inspiring, share it with your friends and your colleagues. Grab their phone, turn on the podcast app and show them how to download it. We absolutely appreciate all of your feedback, your ratings and your subscriptions and for spreading the word about our tiny little independent podcast. Until next time, stay connected.